Hello and welcome once again to Wandering Monster, America's Test Table, where we don't play test games, we stress test them. I'm John Baltusberger. I am Charles R. Bernard. Ian Servas. Mr. Paschke. And with us today is... Damon Wilson. Our special Damon guest. Damon Wilson. So, so excited. I... Uh, I am not a big proponent of nostalgia as a deciding factor in the shit that I do. Um, I, as we all do, I occasionally fall victim to it, right? Uh, it's impossible not to. But generally speaking, I try to avoid the lure of, hey, remember this thing? Spend money now. Hmm. Um, that fell apart on me this week as Bolt Gun uh came yeah. out i meant the, to buy that today thank you for reminding me yeah uh, i pre-ordered it because i was buying a Dar darkest dungeon 2 and i was like yeah i'll throw this in the card i thought uh, this was a setup to talk about buying pogs again and i was about to be like do you know how many pogs i have in my house right yeah, now my sister uh, just uncovered a, a treasure trove of them it was like a whole like a fucking uh more than a shoebox it was like a tupperware thing full of them. i had um I had zero, but Godless, uh, one of our <laughs> distributor partners, makes Godless Pogs, and he and Drew, crackhead that he is, just sent them to me. That <laughs> so, is awesome. So, um, Bolt Gun came out. Uh, if you don't know what Bolt Gun is, Bolt Gun is a uh, a boomer shooter, which is a in the style of the original Doom video game, uh, set in oh there that goes, uh, set in the Warhammer. 40k universe uh it is pretty wild it's a lot of fun um I played for a while but there's this weird thing right um and, and it, it it kind of rears its head in really strange ways where we have to occasionally say to ourselves like do i like this because it's good do i like this because of nostalgia and occasionally, like, okay, I like this because of nostalgia, but was like, did we make better shit at that point in this particular instance? And with role-playing games, I just don't think that's true. However, um, there are a lot of role-playing games doing their thing right now. Old School Revival, uh, BXM, no, uh, you know, the Rad Bikes. Around on bikes again? Bikes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. BMX. Uh, yeah. Um, I can tell you something else that's called radical that surely isn't, but uh, <laughs> uh, basically what I'm saying is like there's, there's, uh, even though I think that games are always getting better and people are finding new ways to do cool shit and adding cool lore and adding cool mechanics all the time, and this shiny new coat is sometimes just shiny and you buy it because it's cool such as I bought a game called Polter Fungeist the other day <laughs> off Exalted Funeral, in which you play the ghost of a mushroom that a chef just ate, and you haunt the chef until he dies. It was kind of prime <laughs> when I went to go buy it. Oh, it's... it's uh, would you like me to send you the PDF so we can play it on air? We should totally it do that. It sounds amazing, like, honestly. <laughs> it's pretty good, my friend. When you um, said the name, I was briefly angry, and then when you described it, I was immediately delighted. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is an appropriate response, Charles. Um, so, despite the fact that this is, like there are things like Polter Fun guys uh, <laughs> that have the shiny new coat of just like 
baffling uh, surreality. There's also things uh, like dungeon plumbers that really try to uh, create something new and beautiful that also harken back to that old school cool shit that made us all happy as little kids during the Cold War. Um, <laughs> so I say all of that to say that um, tonight I think we need to kind of step away from uh, the hot new shit of Morkborg that we've been just we played Ronin uh, we played a lot of Morkborg recently we've played a lot of that kind of thing let's step away from Morkborg play something completely different that is both new and touches on um, on the old school Ian, what do you have for us today? Ah, so up for tasting delight is Mork Manual, which oh, is the classic. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you expecting a, a fungus chef game? I thought we were playing. <laughs> that was my whole intro was leading up to Polter Fungeist. I will tell <laughs> so you, 99% of the time, I have no idea where your intro is going, but I, Dude, I love it. Dude, none of us do. I think <laughs> we're going to start, we're have to start screening these. But I think like... I followed that one. I was <laughs> with you, John. I just, oh, now you got my hopes up. I'm still a suck on pogs. So Mork Manual <laughs> is the classic fantasy hack for Mork Borg, which is kickstarting right now and is written by Booger Goblin, or if uh, you want to say in polite company, Rodney Rickroad. This book is also being edited by our friend Wayne Roberts, as you talked about Dungeon, oh, Dungeon Plumbers. Plumbers. Exactly. Yeah. And the cover art by Scott Cherry of uh, Barbarian Rage. So this game does invoke that old school aesthetics as well as gameplay elements and it takes them and runs them using the Morkboard chassis so kind of how we were talking a little bit in the green room that whereas Morkboard is grimdark this game is more like grim dim because there's a little bit more padding and sustenance that keeps your character alive to really go into those high fantasy adventures rather than just going to the sheer meat grinder that is Morkborg. So this is definitely like a really great opportunity if you're trying to wean people off of some type of large popular fantasy game that has acquired some ire as of late and introduce them to more indie TTRPGs. Mork Manual would be a good intermediary for that. Plus, the interior is really fantastic using that woodcut block art or the dead people art that the Morkborg style invokes. A lot of I just want to point humor. out real quick that yes. despite rumors of me claiming that Rugos Khan was dead after he did art for Morkabians, Rugos Khan is very much alive and now hunting me for sport. <laughs> As one does. As it should be. So uh, who yeah, is you, not your... hunting John for sport right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I know. Just game, I, demons is too nice. Look, John, it's nothing Probably personal, man. I didn't, I didn't get the invite. Uh, so. I know. I know. Check your email Let's later. Touch I'll base later. I've yeah, got exactly. schematics. <laughs> yeah. Fun, fun side note. Part of my body is hunting me for sport right now. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the club, my friend. Blood uh, sport. High five, Ian. Or a Charles, not Ian. Yeah, you put yeah. your, oh, you put your hand in Ian. So this game, like I said, is being kickstarted right now, and it's all inclusive as far as having everything you need to run. And we are going to be piloting the adventure that is being written as a stretch goal for the campaign, The Ashes of Casadorf. So. 
we uh, will get a great opportunity to display some of the mechanics. So if you've played any type of OSR game, like Old School Essentials, BX, Osiric, your, your thing, we'll see there's a little bit of here and there. Um, so this is actually a hex crawl that we're going to be uh, running through this evening. Good but old hex crawl. I love hex crawls. Oh, go hex yourself. Now, I don't want to be the one <laughs> doing all the talking here, so I think I am going to call hey, on one up. of you. Shut up. I'm going to talk. Uh, I'll introduce myself <laughs> for a change of pace. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tonight, I will be playing the part of uh, Kleenok the Fallen, which I really wanted to make him knock Cleo the Fallen asleep. But I, I <laughs> that's just pretty good. That's very good, Charles. Thank you. And uh, I am uh, my class is fallen. Um, they're a bit elf like. Uh, my people are long on uh, longevity and short on foresight. So um, I'm a particularly apathetic member of my species. Um, we're kind of a, gr a bunch of grumbly gusses who had our golden age and now are in decline. Um, a little bit like an elf or an Eldari or what, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I personally, uh, what city are we in the ashes of? Cassidorf. Cassidorf. Right. So uh, behind in Cassidorf, I left uh, my fortune. Uh, and what had kept me there originally were my failed duties. So... <clears throat> Well, go. Uh, Karg the Savage uh, is who I will be playing. Um, you know, with a name like that, I feel you like say it's so some, mellow. There's only one <laughs> correct way to pronounce this. It's Karg the Savage. I yes. hope you're ready for this voice the entire stream because this is what's going to be happening to you as I hold my giant axe. He's a barbarian guy. <laughs> I am looking forward to your exercise routine coming out. A pay for view. He lived out in the middle of nowhere, much like someone else with that accent at the start of a film franchise, maybe book series. Depends on what you're into. <laughs> I know him from a film franchise, but I think other people here might have actually read the lore deeper than me. Um, uh, so, you know, not pushing a giant mill for no reason, but, you know, hunting living out in the middle of nowhere and then he came to the city to stay with his cousin and you know uh got about, a lot of debt and, what about uh, snake people because they got that right in the movie from the book uh you know uh uh you know the the actual answer to the real steel is revealed and i don't know <laughs> if karg actually knows that answer but uh he does know about you know just the the what was it the crushing the crushing of of enemies um, See your enemies driven before you. Hear the lamentations of their women. Of the nipples, yeah. right? Lamentation. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's what it and is. Hear the lamentations of their women. No, so to crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of the women. Yes, that is best in there. That is so, what is best in life. Yep. Um, fun side note. Uh, I'm pretty sure Howard felt about snakes. The way Lovecraft felt about squids. Yeah. Uh, just like, you know what animal I fucking hate and represents evil? This thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um I I'm fucking stoked about my character tonight, y'all. Um hell yeah. I am playing Agn, the worm speaker. 
Uh, I am a worm speaker. Ah? Do you need I'm to not going to repeat my off-air joke. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Sound I sounds? We would, we would, we would do the exact same bit again, word for word. <laughs> um, so Agen is uh, a worm speaker, which basically means he's a. Uh, Speaking of that, he's worms. kind of a he's kind of a, like a, a swamp thing esque figure. Like he came out of a tree, uh, inhabited a dead body, and defends nature. Uh, so cool. yeah, swamp thing. I'm swamp yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. I. I just realized that, and I'm even more happy about playing this character now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like, I nothing else to say to you. I'm I am Swamp Thing. I just have to say, I have to really commend um, uh, the author on the the writing. So the flavor of the, you stepped out of a tree and you spent eternity you spent eternity bound to and cut the cord. Now you inhabit a discarded meat suit left behind by a clumsy human. I just. I love the it. writing is writing is pretty dope. I I, I right. agree. There are a lot of little like fun jokes and asides and stuff in it. It's a lot of it's very cool. And, and this is Rod, Rodney Rick Rhodes' first Kickstarter, so uh, kudos <laughs> to him. Anyways, uh, and last but certainly not least, uh, I will be playing uh, the role of Anders Galen, and that Galen is in quotes. Um. Uh, he is a charlatan. Um, about a year ago, uh, he woke up with the power of magic. Um, he had been uh, in the library doing some studies, trying to figure out um, where he could um, place himself in the original Galen family, the, the, the founding members of the kingdom, where he could implant himself in that hierarchy as a, as a, as a charlatan and uh, make his, made his way into the city um, and he got really drunk one night and uh, pulled a book off the shelf and started reading it. What he did not know is that it was a Necronomicon, and now he, he actually knows some magic as well. Um, so for the last year, he'd been um, placing himself uh, near and about the city council, uh, made some friends of those people, uh, caught the caught the ear of some of the council, and it kind of warmed his way uh, uh, in, into some of the upper echelons as being a... Uh, a, a silent partner uh, to some of the city council. With the sacking of the city, he has been stripped of that that place in society. Um, and his biggest loss was that he had a, a mongrel dog uh, that was his companion. Uh, she was pregnant and he had some puppies and he was only able to leave town with a few of his belongings and the runt of the litter, uh, uh, which has now become his familiar. Um, so that's that's kind of what he's left with as I guess we're following our, ourselves out on the trail or we've met in the woods or something. Uh, but that's kind of where we he has uh, found himself uh, this this day. Absolutely. I have a very small dog who's my familiar. He's around here somewhere. What kind of dog yeah. is is your runt? Uh, she is a petite barbon Brussels Griffin. It's adorable. Now, Damon, what kind of dog is your runt? <laughs> um, if it was if it was cleaned up and and bathed, um, it would probably be a a, a Jack Russell Terrier, uh, which would be a small nod to a different fantasy role playing game of of uh, some fame. Uh, so, uh, 
It's kind of a small yippy thing at his ankles. I was hoping for a dire Pomeranian, but uh, that could be a different case. <laughs> More for a vampire game, but that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> I think Dire Palm would be its own like great name uh, for I love a game. It. Like, yeah, that's good. It's either a fantastic name for a pomegranate like drink or it's uh, a very fluffy feral dog yeah so it could be a sidekick to the mushroom for the role-playing ghost game i love it absolutely so all of you um were visiting the or denizens of the town of Kessdorf. It's a small village about a day's ride south of Galgenbrek, which is one of the major cities that had a tall tower that rose in and that was knocked down by the Dark Lord and put the city into ruinations that it is still recovering from. The you know that when you were in this village, you started hearing these terrible sounds of bestial horns of hooting and shouting and you can see raiders coming from the the south people uh messengers were dispatched to galgenrek to get some additional soldiers as it was apparent that beast warriors uh, beast men were on the march to sack and destroy the city and aid arrived but just a little bit too late they started sacking and destroying the city tearing apart buildings you had to hide to survive and then when the armies finally came through to rout them uh the battle that ensued just let the city into shambles most of the buildings have collapsed uh you were able to flee out as the town finished collapsing basically around itself and gather yourself so you have probably slept somewhere in a heap out in the woods, just out on the fringe, having just barely escaped by the skin of your teeth. You can see far in the distance, the smoldering ruins of the town from where you habited. Looks like a couple of buildings are still standing and you can hear various sounds around you from wandering beast men and soldiers that are still trying to regroup and track um, each other's down for his quarry so you have just the equipment that is on your backs and you are on your own perhaps you can find out more of what happened during this the strike the way why your town was targeted or maybe find more survivors or supplies around the environs or maybe within the ruins of the town itself So I would think that the, the first thing in the morning that you notice if, as we're stirring is that Anders is, is very distraught and he seems to be looking for something. You'll notice that one of the possessions he left home with was a very fancy pair of shoes, but now he can only find one of them. And that seems to be the only thing on his mind is that he's missing his left shoe and he's very, he's not very happy. Um, he's not, he's used to having a roof over his head. He hasn't slept outside for for quite a while and he's just just not not in the best of moods this morning i'll be fine i grew up like this you don't need shoes who puts on shoes i don't even own the pair look and he holds up his feet and you can just see like a lifetime of callus and, and bits of rock and glass that have been embedded that he can't even tell us there 
Anti-slip grip. Exactly. Yeah. Poor, poor Andrews is like, I, yeah, but I do not be <laughs> early, man. But, my my friend, arches are gonna fall. It'll be a terrible march. I my friend Karsh is quite oh. correct. Shoes only weaken your connection to the earth. <laughs> nice. All right, Antaeus, settle down. Um, <clears throat> so I have a question for our, our humble game master. Um, the beastmen that we can hear speaking to each other. First of all, beastman puts a smile on my face each and every time I hear it. Uh, beastman? Yes, beastman. Uh, second, um, do they speak like galactic basic or beast speech it depends on the mood that they strike that they have okay. some what about girl what about what uh, are right you now. asking if are you asking to see if you are can find it nearby to pump for information yeah because i actually have a scroll of bestial speech that i could cast on our most charming party member um, and they'd be able to charm the beastman into helping us out, probably. I say to the party. <laughs> so, where are you most charisma? But where you are, I'm, I'm you... pretty charismatic. So, where you are, you can see, you know, just the edge of a little bit of a forest, but mostly there are fields and pastures that were on the outskirts of town. There are bits of clothing kind of scattered around and dismembered villagers just sprinkled uh, around this area. A wandering soldier seems to be examining the corpses and is just vomiting loudly. Um, <laughs> that is the nearest figure, and you're not sure if you would need bestial speech for uh, the, the contents that he is spilling. It is quite noxious. <laughs> Um, I don't really have anything. Oh, hang on a second. Puking guy. Uh, da, 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 da. never mind. Hey, girly man. Why, why, why are you puke so much? I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to get the plot movement here. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know where I'm going with that. I was, I was good. I thought I had an antidote I could give him for his, you know, nausea at his... You know, first battle, obviously, but um, I, I try to shame him into stop vomiting. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do that. Uh, he I looks also approve of this. He looks at you. I, I, I can offer him a vial of milk of the kitten, but it would only be about twenty silver because they're hard to replace right now. But I'd be happy to part with that for for a small fee. Uh, and he looks at you, and he's just um. <clears throat> wipes his mouth on his sleeve and he pulls out a scroll and you see that he's just kind of shows he's like i'm tallying the dead <laughs> and uh sometimes it's really hard to piece together people because they just they all look like meat and he starts vomiting again <laughs> he's just like you can see he's trying to like reassemble people to like try to make a tally and there's a lot of like question marks on his list <laughs> and he's just like have you seen petunia hey corpse guy trade your jobs no. <laughs> um, are, you, are you doing another column for the survivors because we i mean that would wouldn't that make sense too? Oh, he looks at you and he goes, okay, 
Where are these assholes? Alright, they like... If just you like... leave them as is, they will be reabsorbed into the earth <laughs> and create new life. I'm just getting way more... Uh, the voice is right, but I'm getting more Captain Planet off you than Swamp Thing, John. Uh, that's I... because I'm trying... Like, the Swamp Thing would just murder all of everyone here. Like, alright, well, y'all yeah. are probably anti-plant, so you should die yeah. now. Yeah. Swamp Thing rules, by the way. Yes, he does. Um, let me see. Da, 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 da. So, so from here, um, you can march back into town, uh, which is just... It's just, you know, like a 30-minute walk from here. Because you just, like, ran out of the city as soon as it's safe. And hopefully, maybe you can find your friends or family or connections. Learn more about the situation. From here, you can look to your west, and you see that there is um, a collapsed watchtower and more farms and fields. To the east from here, you can see that the uh, there's other soldiers. May, from here, it looks like they're just beginning to pile bodies. Maybe they, those bodies have already been counted. Uh, and from here, um, Agon, you kind of get that. Uh, you start hungering for that meat and uh, for the reclamation of meat for the soil. Cool. Uh, I so say we let him do it. You, I, I pause to the guy. I look at the guy telling, uh, who is, I assume, like holding an arm or a leg. Are you going to eat that? Wow. It's just, it's just like he has like nothing left to, to vomit. He's just very gently, <laughs> I very gently take it from him and begin gnawing on it. Awesome. Oh, I should mention, I should mention that, um, uh, Agon is the walking corpse of a corpulent man with like vines and roots kind of like coming out of orifices wonderful at this point because you're talking about the filing the dead i would love you to roll the first roll of the evening and that's going to be a reaction roll i'm just kind of this is a secondary to see what he thinks of you now that you're eating the <laughs> dead in front of him so that's 2d6 plus my presence um, yes all right that is an eight um, okay, so in this instance, let me zoom in. Um, thank you, screen. Um, he is still just too preoccupied with dry heaving. Um, yeah. you're noticing veins in his skull are getting to like pop out. <laughs> uh, blood vessels, I will like, eat him if he dies. <laughs> well, like his eyes are going bloodshot, and he just like passes out from such a strong vagal nerve response. He just like collapses in this like like he's still like heaving in his like I, his I unconsciousness. Am, I immediately roll him. I I go through his pockets. <laughs> Charles, Absolutely. yes, sir. I am. I am. I'm delighted. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do I get? If I could have you roll D66 for me. Mm -hmm. That's two D6s, right? That's correct. And the one for the tens and one for the six. All right. That's you're going a... over like, can you, can you check? It kind of leans forward. Can you check for my shoe? <laughs> yes, I will. Um, <laughs> it's a 56. 
All right. Uh, so you could tell he's been plundering bodies a bit because you find 56 silver pieces in his pockets. Hell and yeah. Like, nothing else. Uh, See, that's his... a smart thing to do. Let him do all the plundering. Knock him on the head. Plunder him. Circle of life. Uh, he does have two shoes on. Uh, they look half a size too small for you, um, but they are free for the taken if you want, Anders. Yeah, help yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add my my good shoe to my pack. I'll I'll grab that. I'll squeeze myself. This is into fine. This is all fine. Yep. Now, Anders, Anders has a dainty walk to begin with. You know, <laughs> with the shoes of. Of half size too small, it's it's like he's on pins and needles now. Is it kind of so like it, you have hooves? It's, 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 Ooh. Well, it's kind of like a cat with tape on its paws walk. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of prancing a little. Oh, I love it. So from here, are you wanting to go to the large mountain of corpses that are being stacked upon each other? I guess the large heap? Uh, or go back into town or check out this fallen watchtower? Is Swamp Thing still hungry? I don't think we yes. can his, 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 uh, his, his need for flesh anytime <laughs> soon. Um, Good point. The only way to know is to try. Right. Galen's pretty uh, sure he's going to have to make make some sort of stomach check if we get any closer to the, <laughs> the, the, the hillock of uh, corpses. Um, I don't have to actually... He, he's convinced that there's safety in numbers, so he's going to follow up. <laughs> oh, we are not a safe group, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could spend this 66 silver getting us all shite-faced if you guys want to go back to town. I mean, is there a town left to go back to? Uh, Ian said that there seems to be something left. You can you can tell that there are a couple of buildings standing, and the one that seems to be the most standing here, which is going to be the most recognizable to you, is the tavern. Uh, every time, every time. Yep. First thing to open, yep. last thing to close. Yep. yep. Every night. Every, every, the good. tavern still exists. You don't shit where you eat, so mm -hmm. you want to go back. Yeah, let's go back. I so find I can... that shitting where I eat causes new life. <laughs> it's also how diseases are spread. Charles, do, you remember, do you remember that episode someone, of Captain Planet? I want someone to isolate that audio for me so that when I'm feeling sad and blue, I can I can listen to John say that sentence. I think I need that as my ringtone. <laughs> Can I, Charles, can I combine? Can I combine that with the "I will fucking kill you" yes, audio? Yes, yes. This is how TikToks are made. Get yep. it. Get it. All right, we're headed back to town, health. and uh, all right. I'm, I'm assuming that 66 silver can get us pretty faced, right? Um, absolutely. When you march uh, into town, it takes you um, a uh, an hour or I say half hour of marching through this, you see like there are still just corpses and uh, both beastmen and humans alike. Um, in the distance from here, you can see that um, there are soldiers that are leaving the town and are like kind of combing through the field. 
of dead. Um, they look very nervous as you're kind of approaching from the distance. You can see that they're like looking at the bodies to see if some of them haven't already been plundered. Uh, they're trying to be like not too obvious, but uh, you can tell their nerves are shot like they're looking for uh yeah. coin for drink as well i love um, this scenario because this is the part that like lord of the rings and shit leaves out this was absolutely this and camp followers and a bunch of other stuff about medieval battle that were just like exceptionally amoral by modern standards but like completely practical too you know you mean the oh, hobbits yeah. just eating every dead body they came into uh, i'm just picturing like if after one of those big yes. mythic battles no, there, were just, no, yes. there were just like commoners like all across the battlefield like yanking rings off of knights and this shit, is you know and that was a uh that's in uh the witcher games like oh cool. you'll go you'll go and grab uh loot from bodies well, uh, looting because... a body that you killed is different than waiting no, until no, the no. battle's like, over. From a war. And then... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm picking up the dead bodies. Because it's one thing to kill somebody for their shit, and it's another thing to just sit it out, wait for people to die, and then be like, do-do-do-do-do-do. I kind of dig that. Isn't there a song to remez about that? Probably. Uh, Ian, um, Andrews wants to keep an eye out for uh, a sling and or some stones um, as we're oh. making our way back. Sure thing. Go ahead and make me a presence check, unless you're taking time to really like flip over okay. each body. If you're just doing oh, no, a cursory no, no. look, check out no, the big brain on Andrews. You'll find one on some, you know, on the road or in someone's okay. hand versus. Right, rifling through a bloated corpse. Yeah. Is that two six plus presence? Yeah, and you're going to be rolling a d20, and you're going to add your okay. presence to that. All right, I have a whopping. Oops, the lighting's bad here. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, you do. Uh, you find like a mangled corpse of. Well, it's either a very short man or maybe a a, a child with a sling, and a handful okay. of like bullets nearby. Um, okay. It's yours for the taking. All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna use five. I, I rolled a d6 for the stones, so I've got five stones. Okay, perfect. Oh, and he's also keeping his other eye out for as we're backtracking. He wants to find yes. some other shoe. Yes, of course. Say it with me. Shoe. Um, <laughs> maybe you should look for the shoe tracks to see if, like, for where you dropped it. You know, where where does oh, your one man. footprint? switch to uh, a right. other boot print that is a good that's a fantastic idea that's why i'm not a ranger because i don't think of those things <laughs> well so us, our, us elves i mean fallen you know our own right. footsteps don't even yeah, leave yeah, an impression maybe on the snow. i would you know that would be yeah. now are any of you wanting to engage these soldiers or just beeline toward the tavern um not necessarily engage, but are the soldiers busy looting corpses versus hunting down beastmen stragglers? Um, is, is that kind of the vibe we're getting? Um, yeah, because there's a little bit of prodding with like the ends, like the blunt ends of spears and like just kind of like rolling over, but also it's like checking to make sure they're not too auspicious and it's like jab, 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 jab. <laughs> um, so like how super or how religious or superstitious are the folk in this region like the soldiery included 
The thing that is most superstitious of everyone is the thought that the Dark Lord is going to be returning, and that has everyone looking over their shoulder. Even if you okay. believe in the gods or you don't, everyone is knowing that either the right. Dark Lord is here or the Dark Lord is coming. And uh, so it's not it's fun like Munster, Indiana. Um, Dark Lord Day is, uh, is approaching. That sounds awesome. Um Hopefully there's one I... viewer somewhere that'll catch the reference to Three Floyds Brewing. I got the reference. But <laughs> Thank I you. I, I, I did not. Sure. But it we sounded a, amazing. We have a Dark Lord Day every year in Indiana. What? Um, it's also yeah. the Christmas beer. Never had it. It's, it's, uh, it's a unicorn. What? Nice. Oh, man. Um, I'm sorry. So... I'm Chuck Dark Lord. If if we run out of drinking money, I can probably sell some of these schmucks uh, holy water or blessed salt. Um, uh, I, have, I have some snake oil I can let go as well. Yeah, if so, I'm if not, we need drinking, I'm not money. drinking. There's an actual item in the book. I was so happy. It is, yeah. and I like Three, the fact yeah. that Charlotte has snake oil. Three, I am not drinking unless and... unless there's liquor you can uh, you can. Uh, distill from corpses. Probably. So uh, you liquor out of potatoes. Why wouldn't you be able to make a liquor out of people? I mean, well, the okay, so it would depend on what type of person. Like, okay, I hate that I know this, but <laughs> I don't. For a book, for a book I was writing, um, and I'm still writing. I did like a hell of a lot of research on whether you can make liquor out of blood. Like whether you can ferment blood, and the answer is no because it has like it's fats protein. and <laughs> proteins, but no carbohydrates. And like carbohydrates are what is needed for, um, you know, aren't, fermentation. Aren't carbohydrates in the fat cells instead. Well, um, they're not carbohydrate anymore. They right. get converted. Glycogen is in a... They get converted, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so like. What you would be able to do is make liquor from something that grew on the corpse, like whether it was moss or mold or whatever. Um, that opportunistic stuff, I think you would be able to ferment, but directly, no. Because I was like all stoked about having like blood liquor be a big part of this plot. Then I was like, ah, physically impossible. Boo. This is going to be a terrible question, but what about eye juice? That's a good question. No, I don't know. No, you wouldn't have a lot of volume. I don't think there's a lot of sugars. I mean, it would be like it would be like like grape juice, which you need a lot of them. But I mean, stomping would... eyeballs like in the field, right? It would, it would be like, <laughs> a, like a delicacy, like you'd use like a like a thimble. Soylent liqueur. How does it taste? <laughs> it varies from person to person. Um, all right. So oh, that was a recycled oh, joke from Futurama. <laughs> so you beeline to the tavern and you see that these soldiers are beginning to, uh, like, the, the tavern itself looks like it is in pretty bad shape. Um, there's a grisly scene of human remains and destruction. There are still uh, barricades and uh, block broken windows. You can see um, um, this building has been sacked, but maybe you can loot it for resources. But because it's one of the few structures that's really standing with some of its walls, these soldiers are unfurling large posters, but the ink is still slightly wet. Um, proclaiming a reward for the head of the acolyte. Um, looking at this banner, um, 
an acolyte is a follower of the dark lord like high up in his secret administration that is permeating the land and the bounty poster offers so much silver it would set you for life i'm into it let's do it um what information <clears throat> i'm gonna go over <clears throat> and use a little bit of my go ahead hmm? I'm, sorry. I'm assuming the poster is made for illiterate folk because it's more, is it more like a wanted poster type of a thing and it, it's a combination since it's made of mostly for literates it's got like a big picture of what a an acolyte looks like which are okay. these monstrous humanoid-esque servants of the dark lord with like really gross skin um they're just a very unpleasant bulbous kind of almost kind of putrescent kind of a form and money symbols and pictures of coins and a picture of them like the head being cut off and then in actual print blocks it says below more we'll small like reward bring acolyte's head uh for 567 silver that's a lot of silver that's, that's a specific amount of silver yeah that too. <clears throat> well, it looks like maybe one of the soldiers has been doctoring the poster just a bit because the ink is just a little bit more wet there. So maybe someone's. <laughs> <sitting. laughs> no. Does, it, does it have a mustache and like a goatee? No, no. I, I think what he's done is altered the price. So it's like, it's kind of like right. when you bring it's home a, a bad report a, card. And there's, been a, there's been a tax. <laughs> Um, so did one of you say you were going to ask something? Uh, I had thought about pumping one of the guys for information, but on further reflection, like that poster, nah, I might still do it. Like I'm going to go up to one of the soldiers, one who looks medium friendly, and uh, ask him if, if they've got any lead on like where this guy might be that's not on the poster. Anything so first... that mm – -hmm. yeah, go ahead. Oh, since you are fallen and there's that kind of contemptuousness between uh, the human mortals and your kind, I, I need you to also roll me that reaction roll, so that 2d6 um, plus your presence to see how they react to you. Or should Not I just, well. Uh, sorry, just 2d, it's just 2d6. I don't think you actually add your, your presence, uh, pardon me. Uh, um, so is it on the 66 or is it like add the two? It's 2d6 add together. Okay, uh, that's a three. So when they look at you, um, and maybe it's because you've been like, I don't know, trudging through corpses. Maybe it's because you are a contemptuous elf. Uh, the one soldier, as he's like done, like nailing up this poster, looks over at you and this like this snarl breaks off on his face. <laughs> and he's just like, it's your fault. You and your filthy kin um, just arbitrarily like taking out his xenophobic rage on you. And he like starts like scrabbling for his little short sword at his side and his friends like looking at his like vehement hate and he's just like yeah fuck this guy and so they <laughs> advance towards you uh with intent to do you bodily harm okay um, I, um we can I'm, do I'm going to impose my body between them and my elven friend um because it, it sounds like it sounds like the dryads and the elf like the the elves worship or at least honor the dryads so 
Uh, yeah, I'm protecting my little elven buddy. All right, so you interpose, and then um, I wasn't able to get what your audio was saying, Andrew. What were, what were you saying? Damon? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Andrews wants to step shoulder to shoulder with his uh, viney friend. Um, he's going to hold up his finger, and a, a flame is going to pop up, as in, like, step back. I know magic. You, you peasant. He, he kind of, like, leans in a little to try and give it that more oomph. Okay. Whether or not his presence is going to work or not. You have flames coming from your fingers. And then lastly, Karg, what are you doing? Oh, Karg. Well, um, you see, he already just he... had his axe in his hand. Because that's just what you do when you have an axe. You just okay. carry it around. Hand and firm. So just seeing his friends go in on this, he's like, hey, girly man, why you go after my friend who's short? When I am not short, I am the tallest. <laughs> Uh, next to the next to him who has made the plant but i am not i am mad so you have a rotting like a corpse dry head a man who's just conjured uh flame out of his fingers and a barbarian with a giant axe and of course the dirty elf thing versus two <laughs> soldiers and they like try to like look over your shoulder, um, Agen, and he's just like, "This isn't over." I open my mouth. mouth. I open my mouth, and a stream of fireflies come out. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. I'm, that is a great time to roll morale. That, that doesn't sound intimidating. That sounds magical. <laughs> it it well, is unless you're facing it down, ready to fight. I guess I haven't had enough exposure to fireflies. Okay, uh, so with that, like, they were already going to basically run, and they see you just, like, your rotting corpse mouth just, like, exude and breathe out fireflies. <laughs> they, like, drop everything they're holding and run. Um, so, like, there's a couple of scraps of paper that they drop, a hammer, a sack of nails, um, and, like, a, what looks to be, like, a short sword and a scabbard. Oh, um, I'm going to grab the paper. Yeah. Uh, cause, yeah. Do you extinguish your fit? Your, your... Oh, yeah. I'm going to wave my hand. I inhale my fireflies. To do that to you. you know what I put these guys through on a regular show. <laughs> Man, that sounds like uh, that whole thing reminds me of like Joe Blues and his lighter fluid trick uh, yes. from Arrested Development. <laughs> I'll take the short uh, sword. All right. Yeah, so, I, I my that one already, so. Uh, so you get this uh, scrap of paper, and one half of it is like again, like tallies and like lists of dead bodies that have been recovered. But then the other half of this um, has some very scrawled notes. Um, and it looks like uh, this person might have been trying to get information. You see um, something like it's kind of bleeding together uh, cave and uh, tree stump, tree stump. Um, so, so kind of like the world's worst treasure map with no X. Yeah, and a list of bodies. Um, 
What do I know but, the surroundings well enough to try and court pinpoint that geographic highlight? Like turn left at the maple tree and go up towards the cave wait, and the, in, in the foothills? Or can I, can I see the map over your shoulder? It's not I mean, even a map. It's just, it's just small like small and you don't know how to read Karg. But I do. I see the tree. There's, there's, no, it's no. words. It's just uh, words. It's just okay. words. Yeah, All like right. I said, it's, it's the world's worst treasure map. It's because it's not a map. No. Um, he's gonna read that out loud and say, "Hey, does anybody recognize these landmarks that kind of are near each other?" And he's kind of. He squints and he shakes the paper a little bit to try and get the ink to the papers to separate a little. And this is, I think, this might be a lead to maybe the acolytes' den, or maybe someone observed something. Maybe we should go check this out. But do any of us recognize uh, these these two landmarks that we can put together? Do you recognize the tree? Well, hang um, on a tick. Um, our vomiting friend back back at the. The one that I rolled, he was also tallying the dead. But you said that these are like scraps of paper. They do they look like they were torn off a larger list of some kind? This one does. It looks like this okay. person just took a piece of ledger and started making their own notes. Oh, okay. Um, so actually, the person that probably maybe know the information most would be the dry hat and uh, the savage. Uh, could either of you make me a presence check? And let's see if maybe one of you get this. You're not like immediately familiar with a cave. Like not people really don't talk much about a cave around here. So see if you know. It's one of us. So Ryad? Both of you uh, can do it. Oh, both. Okay. Do you want to roll? You'll have to roll. Would it would it be more helpful if I had passed that roll? Like we'll move this board uh, <laughs> Are we using your bargain early today? Uh, I look. I rolled a. I rolled a eight, which I is like not a great roll. I like that we're giving him one. I like that. That's a good policy. <laughs> so I, you you hey, hey, you don't dictate the amount I bargain. <laughs> only I. Only I dictate that. I like how you. This I sounds like, like a bargain you, to me. I, that just sounds like some um, some rock and roll asshole, some rock and roll clown screaming that he can't drive fifty five to me. Rock and roll clown asshole. That's uh, sounds like a great <laughs> album. Uh, so, what did you get, Karg? Uh, Karg got to fifteen. Nice. Let's oh, find out. So, Karg, you're not. You think you have run into a cave before when you like that time you ate a whole that like really rotten fruit and you got like drunk horribly. <laughs> so you know that it's yeah, it's yeah. somewhere to the north uh, of here. Um, Wait, real quick. Does Karg look on that time fondly or with regret? Karg look on life fondly and with regret. There are many <laughs> things that same, Karg has same done. Same Karg. Uh, but no, I. You saw tree uh, on on paper. You said tree. I then and the map. I know where there is a cave and a tree. I know. So, cool. That sounds good. So the thing that you could probably do to help, if you're not exactly sure where this is, is that you know that the beastmen are in league with the dark lord. So if the beastmen are in league with the dark lord and the acolyte is in 
league with the Dark Lord. Maybe if you track the Beastmen, it'll help you to find the Acolyte. Uh, so yeah. there are, through this t like sacked town, there are tons of Beast Prints everywhere. And you can see that it looks like they have been routed to the north from here in a particular thick stream. As you survey the damage that has been done here, um, there are lots of like, collapsed like houses. You hear like you know some screaming and moaning coming from some of the collapsed buildings. Um, one semi-collapsed building also catches your eye um, is the blacksmith. Um, other than that, like this town has been pretty, pretty much almost leveled for the most part of it. Um, and you can look and you can see in the distance there's more fields so maybe by venturing north you can find what you're looking for i want to kind of take a side glance at that cards is it an axe that he's got is it is it honed very well i mean is it is it well taken care of that that axe or does it need need some attention or i mean, I mean uh, you, ha you have a man looking at your axe yeah yeah pretty much you like what you see it's I've had for a while. I take care. I oil it every other week. Okay. So, like, I was like, did, like, if we save the blacksmith, could the blacksmith like polish Darken it up? It up? Or, yeah. Or, or not worry about it and keep moving. I don't know. Let um, him touch your axe. That. So as you as you mosey on over to the blacksmith, you see that the building looks like as like a wall was broken into. There must have been a fire that ran through half of the building. So it's mostly standing, but in a very precarious state. You can tell from here that there's some like supply, like weapons and stuff still like on charred racks. Um, and you don't see the blacksmith anywhere. Um, but you can kind of poke through here. And if anyone wanted to poke through the tavern before leaving, you're more than welcome to do so as well. No, I think I'm good for the moment. Um, yeah. I want to get tracking some beast men. The, uh, the plant creature, does the plant creature have a weapon at all, or does he seem to exude? I don't have a visible weapon. I do have uh I do have um I mean I have a I have a I have a walking stick that okay. in anyone else's hands would be a club club. Right. Okay, so each of us is at least armed, so yeah. it's probably not much cause to dig through the rubble of the blacksmith so much. No, I'm armed and armored. I have, I have, a, I have a club as well. Um, it looked like something he just kind of picked up maybe on the way out of town. He doesn't look very confident with it, and then he got that sling from earlier. So, you gonna make I'm any gonna... attempt to find your lost shoe? I mean, I want to keep it. I mean, I'm, just, I'm keeping a side eye out for that, obviously. Yeah. If you want to search the tavern, you can because that was probably one of the last places you went. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Go ahead and make me a presence check and see. Oh, that'll be a 10. Uh, there is a lot of devastation in this building. Um, you know, corpse, corpse, um, broken bottles. Uh, good thing you're wearing shoes. Uh, corpse. Um, this is corpse. sort of like Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> right. 
If you find a goose, it's probably also dead. Are there, um, are there any shoes closer to his size? Uh, a lot of these corpses have shoes. Um, at, for, with a search roll you get in a few minutes of time, you find some. Uh, it's a little bit sticky inside. But yeah, you can take some shoes off. Um, well, I'm sure probably some sort of rag or piece of clothing I can I can clean the stickiness out with, of course, that no one's going to use again. Well, you do find um, that there are three uh, bottles of it smells like pretty strong spirits. Maybe you use that to clean out. Yeah. Okay, so you clean out the shoe, and now your shoe is clean, sanitized, and highly flammable, and you've got two more bottles of this. Um, so who would anyone would like to then be tracking the, the beastmen? You see that there are these uh, various tracks, and there yeah, seems who, to be... Hmm? Who has the best... Does anybody have a tracking ability or, like specialization of any I kind. have I have a way I have a few ways to do that is I I would have assumed that I could but I've I got, don't I've got survivor which covers hunting can I hunt the beast bin I can tracking. Uh, yeah I can commune with worms within 300 feet radius of me why well, I, I, I can send a dog ahead to scout and I can see might be able to see through his eyes but uh, beyond that, I don't have any any any, any tracking abilities. Out of all those, so, I think hunting is the most applicable, right? Uh, so, Karg, you go ahead and make me a probably I'm guessing that's probably presence for you. Go ahead and make me a presence check, and you have plus three to that. Okay, cool. Plus three, so that makes it six. Great. <laughs> Uh, you are distracted by the fact that your friend has very alcoholic shoes and two bottles. Of it. <laughs> I'm helping. You oh, should no, give no, me no. one those, of the bottles. Those bottles are stashed. You no, I saw. I can smell with my nose of smelling that you have to. You your feet smell less bad than before. I did something to do with is schnapps. You have schnapps. <laughs> I'm gonna sigh and pull a bottle out and give give a give a bottle is, of card. What is the bottle? Is it oh, it's it's one of the one of the bottles of hooch I found. Okay, I all right. So you have a bottle I, of. Gonna, the... I, I'm not gonna give Karg the snake oil. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, no, he, no, he's gonna give me alcohol. For the people who aren't as cool as us and don't have an advanced copy of Mork Manual, snake oil basically causes projectile vomiting from both ends at the same time. <laughs> helps you to expel any type of toxins and poisons you may have consumed. Also, is a great party trick. Um, um, that, that's called the double dragon where I come from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is also a great movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Two rock weapons, yeah. yeah. Ah, all right. Um, so the savage barbarian has been, been distracted in finding tracks. Do you want to use your worm trick, or do you want to look at one of these three major tracks of trail, this trail of tracks uh, heading vaguely north and follow one of those? See what's on the worm vine, sure. Okay, yeah, I'll... Uh... I'll check the worm. Uh, I heard it on the worm vine. Bum, 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 bum. So that Damn. is, you don't need to roll for that. You just oh, need to. Oh, no, let me roll. 
You could. You needed to roll for that. I did need to roll for that because I got box cars, motherfucker. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, because that was it's a it, it, you're expending one of your five powers to use your worm call. Um, so you're box cars. It was would have been the wrong roll anyways, but I will allow you to apply that in a very odd and interesting way of your choosing. Yes. Because I love you. Uh, so, uh, but you do need to roll me 2d10 and to see how long your worm call lasts. So worm call uh, allows you to know the location of surface or subterranean activity, disturbances, locations of dead bodies, and other things. People don't know it, but an average worm, uh, a worm conversation on average lasts eight days. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess uh, we have a we have a minute man here. Uh, so you tap in, you feel you, the little maggots that are going through your borrowed meat husk uh, begin to pick up and like sprout into the ground. And there's like a communion where you're like talking to the worm through your feet. And there's this I, dialogue. I want to point out that while this is happening, Ogden like plays out his arms. Uh, stand straight up, this big corporate, and just like vibrates back and forth. And he doesn't tell you he's about to do this. He's not like, hey, I'm going to check in with orbs. He's just like, I love this. Uh, 12 solid is, minutes. I think that's my favorite John moment of the year so far. Mark my words. That is, that is, I got, I got pork borg in the mail last week, and all I could think about is the moment where I squealed and, oh, yeah. and teleported <laughs> Charles to a wall, leaving his feces behind. <laughs> Great episode if you haven't seen it, everybody. Uh, pork borg is an incredible episode. Yeah, there was a lot of shenanigans. I mean, how you just yeah. pork the very end of it. You're like, one shot, kill the boss. And I'm like, I hate <laughs> everything about all of you forever. Um, <laughs> Which was amazing. So you are getting this worm sense. Um, and the worms, as you are beginning to progress, um, whittle down these three tracks to the center one. <laughs> if you are if you're listening to this on podcast, this is definitely a moment you need to go into the YouTube and at, we'll find you the timestamp. This is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like an hour, hour and a, right at the hour mark. I think is where we hit it. Yeah, there we go. Exactly. One hour, hour mark. Of the thank thank you, Karg. Uh, so you wheel down the three tracks, and the one that is in the center that is going more pure north is the ones the worms are like telling you that like this really gross, terrible thing, almost as gross as you went past with beastmen um, in this it. very kind of wormy tongue, um, because they were dragging bodies with them and disturbing something in the soil, which lets you kind of know like this must be that cave that you're talking about um so from here it's probably like a two hour march is what you're guessing from the the worm vibration so as you start to leave the town eventually your worm speak will end are there any other questions that you want to ask um, i don't move i do not move during worm speak i stand there and i, I vibe the entire time that means you can only but, communicate with worms in the next um, 300 feet. 
Yeah, but they get us on the path. That's true. A um, hex in this is one mile, so it would just mean uh, just letting you know. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Do not ruin my. I'm not. I oh, wanted to make sure you got the most oh, all out of your all. All right, so let's go 300 feet, and John, yep. you do us a solid and help us. Oh. Out. <clears throat> can we? Uh, can we turn this into a montage? So I think this is one of the best. Like I want to know the other <laughs> montage every 300 feet. John, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, i love the fact that this is john without drugs uh, and then john tomorrow would just be a completely different worm speak yeah. i love to see that well uh, and from day to day as well uh let's see so yeah we are on the road Yeah, we're on the road again. Yes, Kerouac. All right, so um, you advance through the rest of the rubbles of the town, ignoring all of these sounds of like screaming from collapsed buildings and watching soldiers trying to like root through to maybe help or pillage. It's kind of difficult to tell how much they're helping. Um, I mean, and you. Oh, well. <laughs> Um, so you see that it looks like there was a running battle that took through this kind of uh, farmland and little scattered pockets of forest. There's, again, more clusters of dead soldiers and beastmen that the crows are beginning to find with happy calling. Um, as you're looking at the, this field of bodies, there's plenty of leather armor, mostly in good condition, spears, short swords, intestines, you know, and things like that that are for the taking um i need one to one of you to roll me uh x 2d6 i'll do it all right go for it uh two and a fives all right um every time we roll on this random encounter chart. Um, so you, uh, as you are, are kind of seeing these pockets of um, dead, you know, of the dead, there are, instead of this time being soldiers looting bodies, you see that there are some very haggard townsfolk. Like, it looks like these are some farmers um, that have their pitchforks and they're busily, like, puncturing the side of down to beastmen. And when they're making sure they're not getting up, they're, like, rifling through their pockets. Like, one of them pulls out, like, a talisman of the Dark Lord, throws it down the dirt, stomps on it, spits on it, and then goes back into the pockets and pulls out some type of uh, cured meats or something. <laughs> um, some type of shiny objects. Times you seem are rough, man. Looting a beast, man. Times are rough. Um, excuse me, as I reach my pack. Have you seen this other shoe? <laughs> they look at you. They look at the bodies. Nope. <laughs> Very well. Carry on. Nope. Yes. <laughs> Carry on. They move on to another Hmm? Real quick, um, John, is Dan with? I think is tanking. Lost John. Yeah. Okay, because like he's on my my our web thing, but on the the stream he's a black box. 
I don't see him on our web thing. What is John not a black box? If we're talking about things in a Skinner a la behaviorist perspective. Input goes in, output comes out. (laughs) Who the fuck knows what else goes on? Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to our psych nerds. Um, So he is busy communing with his worms. He does not Mm. want to be interrupted. Um, So. That is absolutely right. Uh, so as you are crossing through this field uh, in these kind of little pockets, scraggly woods, um, you know the worms told you to kind of continue forward on this track, but you can still see where there are areas where these tracks are offshooting. Um, you can see that the trail continues onward towards the north where the um, farmland or sorry, not to the north, to um, the west where the farmland and um, is getting a little more sparse with larger, thicker forests. To the north, the forests begin to get even thicker um, where it's there's no farmland at all. It's just a wall of trees. And you... Um, Ogden would pick it up with their strange senses and probably maybe even uh, actually... Maybe, Quilla, you might as well. There is something very strange to the east from here. There are large spores, like cottonwood-sized pollen spores, drifting lazily on the wind. And you can see in the distance what looks to be, instead of like forestry trees, it looks like giant mushrooms and toadstools, like a forest made of mushrooms from here. It's kind of hard to distinguish, but you think it is? Oh man, John would be losing his shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pretend that John's here. Yeah, mushrooms. Metal mushrooms. We lost you, Pashki, for a second. That is awesome because that is exactly what sometimes his audio has been sounding like tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah, let's uh, let's do the mushroom for us. Sure. And if he can rejoin us, he'll be delighted that we made that decision on his behalf. All right. Uh, so you are disconnected from the worm speak that has been kind of guiding you errorlessly on your path. Um, you take a hard right on one of these forks of beast tracks uh, following these large puffy spores that are hanging lazily in the air. Um, You walk for another hour toward this direction and the spores are getting thicker and thicker. Um, I need someone to roll me 2d6. I will. Separate digits. Yep. That would be 54. All right. Uh, so on the outskirts of the uh, fungal forest, you see that there are a group of soldiers that are waiting. They're the two that were trying to pick a fight with you earlier, plus a really big guy with a halberd. Um, But you don't need to be that close to see that their pupils are so dilated that they're black. And they're just like leaning against this giant mushroom of like 
puffing gills and they're just flattering at the jaws. They're saying something, some ex very colorful regional expletives and then something else. And then just like mumbling back and forward to each other. I make um, a beeline straight to the mushroom. Okay. <clears throat> I, I don't know if they recognize me. That's not my intent. My intent is to get high as shit. Um, and yes, this is in character for this guy because it says that I I care more about earthly pleasure than uh, yeah. I want right. to send a uh, sling stone of greeting towards one of the soldiers. You say you're going to sling a stone? Yes, it's well, it's a very low level spell called stone of greeting. Oh, stone, stone of greeting. It's it's not a spell. It's just I'm going to just use a Hello. sling stone. <laughs> All right, <laughs> stone of greeting. It's it's probably more like a cantrip. Yeah. All right, uh, so we have uh, one person wanting to huff spores, another one to huff or uh, huff my first rocks. if I have to. No, 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 no. I'm I'm just I want to what uh, Karg. What are you wanting to do so I can play this out? Well, uh, Karg is currently looking at Karg. Your audio is your, your 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 audio is, is so just uh, wonderful this evening. Uh oh! No, that Still sounds that sounds now. like your your microphone is needs to be reconnected. It's like a weird gain or something, yeah. Blame it on the cat. Swistifer strikes again. Yeah, Swistifer got on my board and decided to do something, and so yeah. I, All right, uh, we will roll with this. Any type of disruption that you are experiencing as a listener or viewer is due to these giant spores. Yes. Um, right on the screen is what's happening. Spores of plum. Uh, all right. So the first thing. Um, all right. You're going to be using your stone of greeting. I want you to roll me 2d6. And then after that, I want all of you to roll me um, a fortitude. Well, excuse me on this. It's presence. I want a presence check from all of you. That's a d20. That's a d20, and you're adding your present score. Uh, but I got a nat 20. So I'm the most a nat 20, okay. 2d6 is a 4 and a 5, or a total of 9. Thank you. And then the d20 is a... It's, if it's with presence, uh, that is a 12. Okay, 12. Uh, 10, and then with my one presence, that's 11. That works out very wonderfully because of a couple different reasons. Um... So, you make a beeline right towards one of these giant mushroomy trees, um, Quillneck, and you start just shaking, just this, this like shower of spores <laughs> come down, and like you just you like feel this warm glow starting in your eyes, and that ah, you yes. just go black, um, and we're gonna put a pin for that in just a second, um. And as you toss a rock, and it hits... I'm, I'm, I'm not aiming for the big guy. I want to hit one of the two ruffians that, that threatened us. That That's my goal. Are you, were you, I, okay, just as a point of clarification, were you actually wanting to hit, or just as a warning shot? Oh, no, no, I was going for skull. Oh, skull. Okay, sorry. I thought that was a yeah. warning. This is no, going to play completely no, differently. Yeah. You're going to be making me... Your last words uttered of, this isn't over, and he's just going to open up with a with it wonderful but i need you to roll me an agility check to see if you actually can hit him i was rolling for reaction to see what they think of you 
Oh, well, he's, Which was he's funny because they were going to be friendly, but now nah, you <laughs> just. <laughs> well, he's going um, to, uh, that's a whopping five on that uh, on that agility roll. Okay, so it is a warning shot now. It's a <laughs> it's a warning shot. Great, uh, Karg, you have done so much of these spores recreationally that you are immune to this drifting score uh, spore cloud, as you are, Anders. In fact, when you hit that uh, rock against one of these giant mushroom trees, those people who are muttering something about elves just look at the two of you and they just start drooling from the corner of their mouths and they're like hot women and they just like put down their their weapons and they start like coiffing if they're like they're like just like trying to fix their appearance and they're like stop saying things about that are very xenophobic about elves and said that they start saying things that are still lecherous and inappropriate about um these two comely young um forest maidens that have come to greet them <laughs> and they're just like drooling on themselves on each other um so tell me a little bit Quilna, as being the immortal that you are and have seen and experienced so much what do you hallucinate about as you are just drenched in spores all right dig this so I come to the realization that the entire universe, all of it, like the macrocosmos, is actually a microcosmos that's just inside out and backwards, which makes it macro. It's by far the dumbest trip realization I've had in my life. Um, I'll, in fact, be ashamed of it later when I come down. But in my fairness, uh, in fairness to my, my meager powers of hallucination, um, <clears throat> I do have immunity to like toxins and stuff like that. So I might not have gotten as much of a large charge out of this as I was looking for. You can still get a buzz. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I mean, think about it. Do you think elves like wine, right? Yeah, true. That's a toxin. Space Marines are immune to toxins. They like wine. No, they most specifically do not. Well, they like it for its complex bouquet there are certain drinks that will kill humans dead immediately usually made with like engine coolant or i mean like beyond stays liquid liquid at like 40 below zero yeah that shit's basically antifreeze you know yes 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 um all right so as you are kind of tapping into this microcosm macrocosm thing um you look beyond this weird scene that is going that's kind of starting to play out with like these other these pathetic mortals that are just not handling their shrooms correctly um you also hear coming from within the forest bestial hooting like of amusement you hear the sounds of beastmen that are also absolutely tripping goat balls out there on mushroom spores and somewhere um, out there we can hear john shrieking that he didn't get to visit the fungus forest absolutely <laughs> so you from here you are pretty sure that there's sounds of merriment at the beasts um for how could someone be miserable in a place like this um you know that these type of forests hold a danger for mortals because if you stay in a stupor forever you forget to eat and drink and just waste away which well, probably explains the bumpy ground below you yes uh, this might be the first time that anybody in our group does this, but fuck it. Um, I think I'm going to desert. 
Like, uh, I can, I'm going to cast my Beastman speaking scroll on myself and go frolic with the Beastman. Okay. That's, that's what I'm going to do. All right, if you two um, are willing to pause for half a second, we'll let our party member desert, and then <laughs> we will return to the two of you beautiful, comely young ladies. And... <laughs> Poor, poor David had no idea what he was getting into when he has uh, volunteered to be a guest in our show. <laughs> and this is actually us us being like milder. <laughs> no boiling oil on orphans. Yeah, yeah, no boiling oil on children. No sex with dead people or mechanical things. Uh, like, yeah. Karg, you might have some spores in the throat because uh, we are still not picking up your audio. So, um, you run off into the woods. Uh, woods is kind of an odd term, but uh, you find that there are um, three beastmen that are rolling around like cats and catnip, but it's like a big pile of spores. And these are very goaty, like long twisted horned individuals, like cloven this is, hooves. This is everything I've ever wanted. Well, first I take off all my clothes, then I just get in there with them. Okay, I need you to roll me 2d6 for reaction, but I'm going to snap back to the others. Uh, if oh, that I forgot go. earlier, so let's just forget that I forgot, but um, I have an automatic plus three to reaction uh, oh, on first meeting. that is someone. very important here. Yes, it is. Uh, so I rolled a five and a five, and then oh, that's a you bonus. You just three. maxed out. Yes, um, they will unequivocally accept you as an honorary beast person in fact See, um one of ladies. them like makes a slit in his wrist to offer you his blood to infect you with beast man virus yes i'll take it immediately um yeah for those of you at home uh playing, playing fantasy role-playing games is all about living out the life that you wish you could in real life and frolicking naked with the beastmen and having me accept them as one of their own, high on the list of things I'd love to do in real life. So, yeah. All right. So you um, now it is no now it is no longer a beastman threesome, <laughs> but a beastman bacchanalia. We'll just use the polite term anyway. So, um, Anders, you are seeing the scene they're talking about somehow you're like a beautiful woman and there's hallucination you're hearing some different bestial hooting and very odd sounds coming from the middle of that forest um but these three soldiers seem very friendly to you and karg um they uh again they put down their weapons and they're dancing you and they're like trying to be on their best plight like one of them is like trying to like wipe off the blood stain off his armor and like kind of goes up to you like <laughs> tries to pick like a handful of toadstools and like, like <laughs> flowers the worst bouquet ever or the best. You say that? no no um easier for you good good soldier i i appreciate your advances but i have a <laughs> back in town i'm unavailable i'm spoken you, for are you in danger are you lost yes let's take her let's escort do you need to be escorted to safety you need 
to be escorted to the cave in the woods, and I point north. Um, like towards where we think yes. we're going with the root man. Yes. Whatever you did worked, Pashki, because I yes. could hear you just then. Oh, cool. So, so what am I, chop liver? You just focus on my pretty friend here. <laughs> I, I am all woman. Look at me in my my the, fur bikini bottom because he would, he would just be wearing that. The very tall, very buff guy in armor, the world's halberd, is just like this one's mine, and like comes up to he's like. Pretty thing. You don't catch, have a fiance. Let me catch John up real quick. So I've no, deserted. No, no, no. I, I was talking to the worms. Oh yeah. Um, I've, the worms I've deserted tell you... the group uh, to join the beastmen, and uh, everybody's in a fungus forest. So you should be happy. Um, I agree, and pre- like John agrees with both of those and appreciates both of those. However, Agin super appreciates both of those and agrees with both of those. <laughs> yeah. um, so just just an FYI, what happened there was not I decided to take a little break. See, my computer decided it didn't like working anymore. And so oh, I yeah, uh, catch fire. Uh, it, it, it just was like, what if we didn't run smoothly for I, the next 10 minutes? Hey, man, no flames, <laughs> happened to me no story. Time. Yeah, right. I can, um, hey, I can bring the flames, honey. <laughs> so, um, as a where we are, so the soldiers that had promised to do in the elf um, were trying to ambush the party, but they fell prey to the hallucinogenic mushroom forest and now perceive Karg and Anders as two comely young lasses. Uh, alas, uh, Anders is uh, betrothed to a handsome suitor in town and is not available for these advances, but Karg is definitely making it. herself yeah. very much available. Um, and maybe these fine soldiers will help escort you to where you need to go. To the cave, by the tree, yeah. in the woods. And I'm having um, my my soldier guy carry my stuff. I, I <laughs> could carry it, but I don't have he, to. He will, he will happily carry it without complaining. He will just very creepily and appropriately smell everything you have. I, I look I look at our dramatic friend, and I, look, and I point at the mushrooms, and I'm just like, grab some. Butcher, baker, soldier, simp. <laughs> um, Andrews is, is going to play it up a little and say, well, my fiance is back in town helping rebuild. I could use someone that can defend my honor. And he looks at the, the two soldiers and said, either one of you look like good candidates for that. Who? And I hold my arm out, you know, like promenade style and say, who, who would like to, to have that honor? I stare at my soldier. I'm just like, what the? Oh fuck no, he doing? is locked on to you and is like <laughs> salivating for different reasons. Um, and <laughs> the two soldiers begin to immediately like punch each other in the face, like like they're very drunkenly, like still on spores, just like whiffing, just like trying to like uh it's kind of like a popeye thing like she's a mind type of a thing uh, and it's it's it would be really comical if it wasn't very pathetic um and eventually one of them just says fine you have her 
Um, so do you say that you were pointing them kind of in the direction of where the worms were saying the cave was? Yes, that's that's kind of the implication. Yeah, that, that we need we need to be escorted there safely. And I, I put my arm out uh, so that we um, take my arm. So the the third uh, soldier, yeah. the one that sure. that lost that, that lost that back, looks over at Hagen um, and goes, I "Guess I'm on cleanup duty." <laughs> I mean, it's a pleasure. Uh, the soldier goes to take your hand to. Okay, you were. All right, Adam, you were just given some uh, serious RBS. Uh, he rethinks himself and uh, holds his composure. No! Fireflies? Um, earwigs. Earwigs <laughs> climb out of my nostrils and pinch their little butts at him. I so this person. By the way, I want to point out real quick, Ian. Yes. None of the insects are threat. I do not perceive the insects coming out of my body as threats, but as like a, oh. hey, we don't need to hold hands. You can just we could just go. Keep in mind, this person is hallucinating. So, what oh, I know it's wonderful. terrifying for everyone else. <laughs> no, well, what wonder? Yeah, what wonderful thing does this man see instead of terrible earwigs? With butt clampers, what what does that magically make you so more appealing? Um, he sees the twins from uh, Bay Infant Island in from Godzilla versus Mothra. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. emerge from me, and they start singing an alluring song that sounds a little bit like yeah. Mothra, the seductive Mothra song. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Jeez, I. <laughs> This is not at all. I love this. This is wonderful. This is the way you planned, um, right? This is. There was this neon sign saying plot line, and as soon as you disappeared, it was. <laughs> that was great. Um, this is this is why Charles isn't allowed to draw. Like, he claims it's because of his vision, but it's because he'll go this route every time. Um, uh, Trick the right. Kirk, you went with it. So, all right. So the three of you are going to be following that direction, um, getting these three soldiers the clues that you have gathered, a little bit of the worm speech. Um, as as we kind of do this montage of sequence. Um, so right now, um, Quilna, you are goats deep in this party. Yep. Uh, are you wanting to gather any information from the, your new? kin or no. um, do I'm, you I'm abandon a, I'm, I've gone full goat man I'm like I'm I'm a beast person now I've, you, I've, you? I've gone full beast yeah are these beast people carnivorous uh, yes, I don't care uh, well, they're I omnivorous they're, they're omnivorous but mostly carnivorous when they get the chance um, so it takes um, at least 12 hours for that virus to really begin working. So in the next morning, after you kind of stumble out of your uh, stupor, you'll your little buds that are beginning to form underneath your forehead will start to sprout into horns. Hell yes. Um, ah, so you have that. come true. Wonderful. So then, unless you have any type of um, intrusions or other things you want to contribute, I will focus on these three and their new um, love interests. You should. Um, NyQuil is no more. I am now 
some new name the beast man. let me know what your new beast man name is um let's go ahead and and call me snorlax just for fun love it oh my computer <laughs> seems to be shutting down again for some reason what's happening oh no it's a kind of a far-fetched joke oh no we, we've lost bernard oh no um, we, we, we've lost ian oh no oh look now it's just us three guys and no one else can hear them that's it's fine uh no one will uh, hear that joke ian okay you're back final thing all right so the three of you retrace your kind of footsteps and from here, um, you find one of those other beastman treks that's leading more from the uh, to the northwest of where you are. Throughout the next hour, as you are beginning to head to this, you're noticing that these the pupils of your compatriots are getting a little bit more uh, focused, and uh, they're starting to look a little bit more confused. And that's uh, why I, I messaged I message towards John's character yeah. to pick up mushrooms. <laughs> Grab more mushrooms to kind of keep them going. Did that get translated over or not? I yes, think he ate the mushroom and he's just breathing out spores? Yeah, that's kind of... Okay. I'm grinding them up in my mortar mouth and just, like, singing the spore song. Oh my you're gosh. Like, this you're like a portable air depurifier. <laughs> you know, that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> um, if I may, since you are out of action, I'm going to have you roll my random encounters then, Mister Snorlax. If you could roll me a two d six, he was always my favorite. It's gonna uh, make me mad every time. <laughs> uh, Twenty three or a two and a three, whichever way you want it. Um, That's the way you great. need it. Any way you want it. That's the way that I need it. Uh, so, as you are um, uh, transitioning from the fungal forest into what is more nominal, like tree forest, and this ground is basically turning into very thick, heavy moss, uh, you find one survivor that is out here very far from the village who is like trying to like go through underbrush uh you see he's clutching one of those um information posters about the the acolyte and he's just like taking a 10-foot pole and vigorously like stabbing the undergrowth like hunting and looking um and excuse me sir would you would you like to join us? Uh, roll we're me. We're looking for, for the man on the poster. We could obviously uh, split the reward, but there is safety in numbers that perhaps all of us would survive some sort of confrontation or the survivors could then split the shares. Roll me uh, 2d6. Me or him? Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean our dear Anders. Okay. A three and a four. Uh, three, four, okay, seven. Um, so as uh, you approach him, um, he looks also at you. For my, for my shoe. Looks at you, looks at your feet, sees you're wearing shoes, sees that you've got the soldiers with him, and uh, he looks and he looks you all up and down, and he just sneers and goes, No thanks. 
I prefer my response. Say that again, Anders. How much reward is on his poster? Is it 567 silver? Oh, no, it says like 800 silver. <laughs> I told you guys. It's John, like when you, fix, when you fix the F on your report card into an A, you know? John, can you spore that guy? Um, Ian? Yes? I'm going to spore that guy. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh... I walk up to him and I gently caress his face <laughs> and <laughs> what do you, you uh, need, I need to roll just a d20 okay a d20 you got it that's a d12 maybe I should have rolled that and pretended it was a d20 that would have been helpful to my teammates and a further way you to fuck to make over that Ian, always nice. Nope, I got it yeah. right here. That, my friend, is a six. Um, <laughs> so his pupils just go so wide that they go black. <laughs> um, and he starts freaking out because there is a giant corpsey tree thing that is just breathing earwigs and pollen into his face. Um, and he that. has a nightmarish uh, hallucination. Uh, <laughs> Anders, I, I'm aware what, of the effect I have on people. What what terrible thing is this poor villager who's like trying to like recoup the loss of his farm being sacked by Beastman by getting this bounty? What does he see in this horrible hallucination? His dick explodes. You're not an Anders. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Anders. Oh, I, I get to choose? Yeah. His dick explodes. Oh. <laughs> his penis. Um. <laughs> he sees all of us take on the visage of that of which is on the poster and now he's facing <laughs> six of them yeah but he's not sure which one's gonna get the bounty and it makes his dick explode because <laughs> he's into it <laughs> Um, so the, you hear you hear the sound of his bowels evacuating at first, um, and then he like tries to pull out like this like this dagger like this is not the like the most hale and hearty person, but he like takes it this dagger and he's eating dagger like something he would use to cut bread and yeah like, this is this is a like a farm person trying to like strike rich this guy's out here saying no to help from heavily armed mercenaries and he's got like a, a stick and a, a butter knife basically yes <laughs> damn level zero so to help help make matters worse the where whoever the did the largest soldier attach himself to car to uh, cards yes yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna pantomime that guy. <laughs> it's, it's like he's drawing the weapon. I'm gonna pantomime towards the largest soldier. Uh, so in, yeah, instead he... of the pacifist run on this game, you guys have done the Charles Manson run and had others do your do the killing I... on your behalf. This, I, I love how I never know what you goblins are going to do, <laughs> you gremlins rather. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you, Ian. I, yes, I. Well, yes, I, mean, this, I this apologize. Is written by the booger goblins. So what? What? How did you think it was going to go? 
<laughs> well, just gonna throw it out there. That that's uh, you're able. Yeah, you picked a good one there. Um, so, <laughs> you, so um, you sick this man um towards this large Goliath of a guy who's just barely bigger than Karg, or at least taller than Karg. Um, and he attempts to strike him with his little butter knife <laughs> and just starts slashing wildly. And um, that man turns, sees that he is threatening his damsel. Mm-hmm. Oh, lady. Gets a 20, uh, a dirty 20, and just oh, no. lops the man's head off. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, so you can see these beastman tracks leading deeper into the bush. Um, the ground itself is very kind of hilly, and the trees are beginning to stick out in odd points. A card, since you oh, are, I, hmm? I do want to make a point and grab that eight hundred silver reward poster. Yes, it's much better than five hundred and sixty-seven. You swap them out. It's math. Yeah. This is clearly 800 silvers. Um, unad- unadulterated poster. No mustache or anything. So, Karg, um, go ahead and make me a presence check because I think of all, I think in order of, well, dang, I keep forgetting you have a dry hat as well. Dry hat, also roll me a presence check to see if you can find where this hidden cave entrance is. Karg got a 14. 14. Oh, uh, you know what, dude? I've been rolling the wrong thing on checks. I've been rolling 2d6 instead of d20. Yes, uh, d20, please. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a nat 22, boy. All right, so... You uh, get a little bit of that worm sense, like apparently you had one worm, there's a little bit of boing still left in it, um, and you are pointed in the direction of where this like a really large outcropping of trees is with this conspicuous stump. Then you can see drag marks in the ground as if the stump has been used to kind of plug a hole uh, or like a cave mouth entrance. Um, so... It's a large stump, but between the group of you, you can move this. I think that's more of a job for the three soldiers. <laughs> oh, boys, come help. The stump in the way. I can't move it on my own. I need you to you lift it. Move the stump. <laughs> that way. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, so, as you, as the men um, move the stump, and then after they've moved this stump, they take a few moments to like pose and flex and show how absolutely <laughs> strong and virile they are. Um, the entrance, <laughs> thank you, thank you, uh, is hero. open. Uh, we the are air... a ridiculous gender. Absolutely. The air that comes out of this cave mouth is foul. It reeks of blood and rot and decay. You know, I was going to self-edit, but fuck it. Why? Uh, Smells like dead messiah in here. (laughs) 
Um, I want to use that that last uh, bottle or flask of, of alcohol I found from the bar and find a rag in my knapsack and, and soak that with alcohol and put it over my face so that I don't I to kind uh, of deaden the smell. Don't get too close to any sparks, though. I was gonna say that and that ends I, I like wouldn't advise that you smoke my, either. I got to hold them out. You're going to be volatilizing and inhaling very you're ever clear. So this is uh, going to be interesting. So as you are, uh, so are you taking point down the the corridor? Oh no, no, the soldiers are. They're they're defending our army. Yeah, yeah. I was just checking. All right, they're jealous. Uh, they wouldn't let the lady go first into danger. No. All right, then Snorlax, roll me a d6. <laughs> you got it, Chief. Maybe I should start going by that like in real life. Uh, four. Four. Thank you very much. So as you are beginning to slink down this hallway with the soldiers in front, you can see that what starts off as a very natural cave opening looks like it has been chiseled away. It gets taller in the ceiling and begins to get wider. The remains of some villagers are like splattered across the wall, like skin is nailed to the wall with blasphemous runes in it. Things that when you look at it, they begin to like squirm and crawl, marks of the Dark Lord. And you hear, it's kind of hard to see in the distance here. Do any of you have torches? This is, it's really dark. Um, I could use the another point of power and get my flame fingers on, but that's that's all I've got. Well, we are close also to time, so if you want to burn a power, now is a perfect time to do so. Unless yeah, we I'll, have a shorter I'll light, outro today. I'll light, I'll light the row, the, light the way with my with my hand, hand candles. Uh, do me a quick favor. Could you make me an agility check? Sure is this to see if he sets his fucking head on fire? <laughs> uh, I, I was gonna warn him, but then I thought, you know what? That, that was a that was a what was that, Nanders? A nat twenty with oh, my okay. Plus All right, you avoid like of my of my alcoholic vapor rag. <laughs> I. I, I I love you, sir. I had secretly hoped you'd roll the one just for the sake of. I mean, I mean, but yeah. I, your honesty is appreciated. Um, so you see, as you fill this room with light, um, that this hallway extends down further, and it looks like it splits off a bit. There are more. Um, like you, like this is kind of opens into like a chamber that splits off with two other chambers on either sides of it. Um, but within here, just in the, you've got your throng of your three soldiers that are guarding and assisting you through the force of their arms and legs. You can see that they have come across some very like hunched and gnarled and bloated figures. Um, and you hear the sounds of uh, metal scraping on stone and the sound of hooves approaching. The soldiers um, are still kind of in this hallucinatory state um, and they call out to these figures um, and it is answered with the sound of a blade stabbing through one of these soldiers. Uh, and at once you hear the sounds of like terrible horns and things advance from deeper in the cave. Um, so 
this is a place that we're going to end kind of like in immediate res where you see that there are two lieutenants uh the servants of acolytes who all serve the dark lord along with a small handful of beastmen that are enclosing in as you have begun to penetrate into the layer of the acolyte so would you get your 800 silver after a night's uh, of uh, terrible close quarter fighting you'll have to tune in later to find out by buying the game yourself and playing it That's right. um, but definitely <laughs> Probably take more than just a butter knife and a 10-foot pole. Probably um, a good idea. Definitely. Now, that's perfect for hunting leprechauns, though. Not leprechaun from the horror movie, but leprechauns, ah. plural, like the small Irish folk goblin things. Yeah. Like the high fantasy leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The nightmare. No, Not no, that one you want at least, like, I don't know, a flamethrower or something. Didn't you have a lightsaber in one of those movies? Yes. <laughs> I just, I learned that today, believe it or not. <laughs> I didn't. Which one was that? Was, was it when the, he went to space? Article, was it the article about the sequels that ruined horror yeah. or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That had, that had some good ones in it. Yeah. Um, so, again, this game is kickstarting right now, this adventure. And we are playing uh, the first draft of this. And this is a stretch goal. There are a lot of neat things in this cave, as you see that uh, we have done the traditional around before getting to the meat and just giving you just the taste of it um, as there are lots of interesting things that are in this cave for you and your party to explore so definitely check out this book on kickstarter and, and we, hope, we hope you've enjoyed us just kicking around and giving you the taste of the meat <laughs> <laughs> so um just just real quick uh i just wanted to can we roll to see like how in love the guards were with us <laughs> absolutely i think it's without question how much yours was enthralled with you card the real question is how in love are you is this a unrequited love or are you falling like a la stockholm syndrome for that that's a net 20. does that I mean you love karg uh is really hoping that those spores are going to stay stay in the system forever. Uh, Karg, Karg so didn't know that he, he needed a manly man to fulfill his manly man life and that Yay. he he needs those spores to really just always be yeah. a thing. Yeah. I think what you're really saying is that you need to run off into the fungal forest yeah. with Snorlax and be one with the beastman with your one true yeah. love. You could just... <laughs> forever live in a spore laid this has been one of the weirder outros that we have had <laughs> I, this was close outros. to like x card territory because you, yeah this is a uh, all right yeah <laughs> more manual everybody and the ashes of uh k-storf yeah we're so, into it first and foremost let's take an opportunity to think uh charles will you just bear your chest for us real quick oh yeah absolutely Bar. Our bog wizard. Our intro and outro music is Barbaria off Purple Miasmic Smoke from uh, Bog yeah. Wizard. It is a great album, and you can go to their website, which is linked in the show notes, and just buy that. You can just buy that album. Wait till Friday because then they get more money on Fridays. Yes, that's true. You that. should wait till you mm -hmm. should wait till Friday, uh, hmm. where. A big cartel 
and uh, the camp. other site, Bandcamp. Thank you. Just just fork over like a, a larger sum of the proceeds to they, the actual creators. That's really mm -hmm. cool. I'm, I'm glad cool. I know that now. Yes, yeah. it is very cool. Um, <clears throat> if you were unaware, um, a little over a week ago, a week and a half, if memory serves me right, uh, we dropped the new book by Douglas Ford. Winner of the 2023 Literary Nasties Award uh, for Little Lugosi, his new book, The Trick, is out, and it is getting rave reviews, so you should pick that up. But no, John, I want something different. I want something by a icon of extreme splatterpunk horror, Raph James White. Well, good news. Just a few days ago, we dropped Everyone Dies Famous in a Small Town. John, is that a reprint? Yes, it's a reprint, but it has a brand new fucking cover by Luke Spooner, and it has a new edit by Lisa Tone, one of the best Falcon editors in the business bar none. But wait, John, what if I want something by the incredible late great Jay Wilburn? Well, good fucking news. In less than a week, we are dropping Beautiful Darkness. Beautiful Darkness is an anthology that includes serious... Seer, seer, motherfucker, uh, which Jay Wilburn was nominated for a Spider-Punk Award for. That is, if I may, we also recently released another book by Jay, a novelette called Failure that's part of our pocketbooks line. So we are all about um, the late and very great mm. uh, and very mourned Jay Wilburn right now. I, um, I'm going to tell you, if you pick up Failure and you knew Jay at all, you're going to fucking cry. Uh, failure is about a man <laughs> suffering from kidney failure, trying to keep his family safe during a zombie apocalypse. Jay was a big fan of zombie uh, lit. And... Um, <sighs> Jay passed due to kidney failure, so it's a heart-wrenching and hard fucking read. Um, highly recommended. There's some other pocketbooks. Uh, we got one, I think it's called Congratulations on Your Hatred, that fucking slaps. We took hmm. it to a we took it to a uh event this weekend, put it slapped down right there on the table next to a baptism for the dead, and people were drawn to those covers. Now, these are pocketbooks, but con congratulations on your hatred is a fucking thick with three C's pocketbook, my friends. Uh, <laughs> it's It's got some real heft to it. You could you could roll it up and shove it up your butt and just get all the way in there. I have. Um, it's great. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I recommend you do, but then you'll have to buy another copy to read. Yeah, buy I two do that. copies. That's why I buy or request two copies of everything I write, actually. That's so. fair. That is fair. One goes in the paper and, and one goes on the shelf. Yeah. Should be mentioned that Ability Score Games uh, subscribed tonight, which is oh, Wayne's brand you. new store. I think he's already. We should mention that. And we should mention that if you are in the area, which is, I want to St. say, Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis. Whatever state that is, Missouri. Yes, not a real state. You can walk into his physical brick and mortar game store and you can pick up a fucking copy of Odd Gobs and Morcabeans. Both games published from Madness Heart Games. You can also grab Wayne's games, which fucking slap as well. So 
I say all this to say there is more news. We have another book coming from Charles Bernard called He Led Us Into the Wilderness and Spoke to Us. Um, that is hopefully going to be up for pre-order pretty soon. We have another book by Wrath James White called Pure Hate, which, again, should be up on pre-order and all that pretty soon. We have a book next month from Lucas Mangum. Next month or July? July. We have that coming mm-hmm. in July from Lucas Mangum called Blade Job, which is about wrestling, blood rituals, and time travel. And if that doesn't get you excited, then I don't know what the fuck to tell you. We're going to have an actual wrestling match promotional book release at the Gullish Bookstore. That's How so much cool. cool shit do I have to tell you about before you get hyped for this? I announced today that I have a new book coming from DNT Publishing called The Unclean Verses. It is extreme horror, so do enter with care. Holy shit. That is so much. Um, Ian, what the hell do you want? Well... Damon, what updates or news do you have about your projects? Uh, I've been in a really good creative space lately and trying to get some projects out. Um, um, I've been doing just really small um, uh, uh, one or two or three page projects for either Morkborg, Cyborg, uh, some stuff for Mouse Rider and stuff. So I just have a small itch page. Um, and I've also joined the drive through RPG Space Jam. Nice. We'll get and, uh, we'll get Damon's uh, itch page linked yeah. in the show notes. Yeah. Absolutely. So you um, should check out all the cool shit he's doing. Yeah, um, I do some conversion stuff. I have some add-ons for Morkborg and Cyborg, uh, where you can add races into Morkborg and Cyborg. Mm. Um, I assume that all the classes that are available, either third party or first first party, are human. And I add racial templates on on top of both games that you can you can play with and things like that. That's perfect for a game like this or your home games. Keep your eyes open because as much as I've just spewed a fuck ton of awesome shit at you, we are not even close to being done. Look for an announcement regarding a certain new venture from uh from our gaming space um not manus heart games per se but uh something that we're going to be working pretty closely with um that we're i i personally am pretty excited about all of this said um holy crap that is so much um friends thank you so much for joining us on this consensual journey that we call wandering monster my name is john baltusberger i am charles r bernard Ian Terboss, Mr. Paschke, and special guest Damon Wilson. We will return next week. Uh, Ian, I believe you are off next week, but I will be be running us through uh, some pretty cool stuff, if I say so myself. I believe we're going to be playing Logan Dean's The Company. Uh, Don't quote me on that because it could change. Until then, we look forward to seeing you. Roll 20s and... (laughs) 